Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala qala rabbi shahli sadri wa yasirli amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma zidna ilma Al-Hadithu Sabi'a Ashur An Abi Ya'la Shaddad ibn Aws Radiyallahu anhu an rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Qal إن الله كتب الإحسان على كل شيء فإذا قتلتم فأحسنوا قتلة وإذا ذبحتم فأحسنوا ذبحة ذبحة وليحد أحدكم شفرته وليرح ذبيحته رواه مسلم so Abi Ya'la al-Shaddad ibn Aws, he says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that indeed, O verily, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained or he has made it compulsory and then he says that he has made ihsan to do good ala kulli shay. So he has made ihsan, he has made goodness upon everything. فَإِذَا قَتَلْتُمْ فَأَحْسِنُوا كِتْلَةً And when you kill, then kill, or فَأَحْسِنُوا كِتْلَةً Make the killing a good killing. We'll explain this as we move on. وَإِذَا ذَبَحْتُمْ فَأَحْسِنُوا ذِبْحَةً And when you slaughter, then make sure you slaughter the best. It is the best of slaughtering as well. وَلْيُحِدَّ أَحَدُكُمْ شَفْرَتَهُ And then he says that you need to have your knives or your knives need to be sharpened. وَلْيُرِحْ ذَبِيحَتَهُ And do not let the animal be suffering. Do not cause the animal to suffer. So the first part of the hadith is that indeed Allah Azza wa Jal He has إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ الْإِحْسَانَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made He has made it wajib It's part of the sharia That there needs to be goodness in everything Ihsan So what is the opposite The first thing we need to look at what is the opposite of Ihsan? The opposite of Ihsan is to be offensive. Something that is not good. So if someone is a Muhsin, then he's someone that does good. But the opposite of someone that does good is someone that is offensive, someone that does bad. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word kataba, or Rasulullah sallallahu he says, Inna Allah kataba al-Ihsan. Then the usuliyun, the scholars of usulul fiqh, then they say that this is one of the sirahs, this is one of the words that is used to show something is fard. It is wajib. So here the Prophet وسلم, is saying that it is wajib, it is compulsory, that each and everything that we do or that we involved in, it has to have goodness in it. Ihsan. And this example of katabah, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say regarding the month of Ramadan? Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, kutiba alaykum musiyam. That fasting is prescribed. You see this word kutiba? So kataba yaktubu, kutiba yuktabu. So this shows you from the angle of usulul fiqh. And they use this to say it is wajib. Allah says, kutiba alaykum al-qisas. That qisas that taking retribution, it is wajib as well. Meaning it is prescribed in the sharia. There's someone and a family member of his is killed. So for example, there's a father. The son is killed. They know who's the murderer. They can go there. They can get retribution. They can get blood money. A Muslim country can take him to a judge. He can be killed. But what we're looking at is that 
the Prophet in Allah that indeed Allah He has made so ihsan is wajib upon all of us to treat people well or to do things good. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has taught us and he says that it is waj, right, that you need to have ihsan, you need to be good when you are killing. And here this killing is referring to what? It's referring to, for example, this what we spoke now about, kisas. So for example, Someone was found murdered. Someone was found raping and that. In the Muslim country, etc. Then what happens to them? They have something which is known as the death penalty. So when they are killed in this, they need to take the best of manners to kill them. And the quickest of manners. God, I want to cut off one toe and right, one finger and let him lay like that for two days. Then you want to take off an ear or something. No. <laughs> right? If you need to do it, you need to do it properly. And the same thing with dhab. The same thing with slaughtering your animals. This is important. That was Kurbani a few weeks ago. And right, Muslims, they take care in what? In the slaughtering of the animal. Correct? That they need to slaughter them properly. Then also he says that the the knife needs to be sharp. Can't come here with a butter knife and you expect to slaughter sheep. What's going to happen? First of all, I don't know things in the penetrate. But right, subhanallah. So you need to have the knife that is sharpened. And also, do not let the animal suffer. So how many, right, how many vines needs to be cut? At least one, but two. Two, right? And you can't now cut half a vein or whatever and then leave the animal. And he suffers, right? And, but I speak under correction, but from what I understand, this is the best way to slaughter an animal, the way the Muslims slaughter. In the sense that it's the quickest way that the animal will die. Is that correct? Okay. So, right? Islam, subhanallah. And this is amazing about Islam. That this deen of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is such a deen that it looks at every angle, man. Everything of life is covered in Islam. Right? So when we were younger, that is to... See, I have this nasheed or something in English, what? Islam is a way of life. Islam, right? So we were small, we used to hear this thing. Right? And that's it's a reality. Right? We obviously never understood it when we were young. But now if you look back, right? Islam covers everything. As we will see later on as we move to the other two ahadith, that Islam, it really looks at every angle. And that it was, even with, I mean, what, what religion speaks about animals? Where do you see that a bulk of the ahadith is speaking about animal and caring about animals? Today's time we have what's this, the SPCA? Right? Animal right groups. Islam came with us years ago. If you look at, for example, if you look at Udhiya, you look at the slaughtering. I, um, you're talking about YouTube and that. I did a thing now in Muharram every day, like a thing about slaughtering and that. So you can go check there. And you will find that I have a video on, like the rulings, the conditions of having a sheep. There's certain rulings that, the, for example, it can't be very sickly, can't be very young. All these things come into play. Example, the eyes need to be correct can't come with no marrow in the bones, etc. So, people talk about animal cruelty and this. Islam spoke about this years ago. And yet the Prophet is teaching us. He says that when you slaughter them as well, make sure that your knife is sharp. 
make sure that they do not suffer. And like we mentioned also, that this hadith teaches us that it is wajib, that is compulsory, that there needs to be ihsan with everything from our actions that we do. Whether it is outward actions or whether it is inward actions. There needs to be good. So an example of outward actions, for example, you make salah. See someone out, something outward, actions going up and down, you go on hajj. But now I'm standing in the masjid and I'm making salah. And maybe the masjid is cramped or whatever. Now I come into sujood and I put my hands like this. Now did the man next to me in his face and did the other man in his face. Right? So where's the goodness in this? Or for example, I go on hajj. But my interaction with the people is not very good. I come to the, I want to touch a hajjah aswad, but I start pushing and I start eating and whatever I do. There's no goodness in this. So whatever action you do, there needs to be good and you need to do it well as treat people well as well and do your actions that is supposed to be good. And this hadith or some of the benefits of this hadith, the author he brings three or four. He says that it is wajib first of all that there needs to be ihsan in each and everything. And to add on to this also, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he taught us this, that whatever he taught us, it had good in. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah to, Mujahidah um, Suratul Hashar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَوُ That whatever the Prophet sallallahu has given you take it and whatever he's told you to stay away from then don't do it the Prophet is a hadith where the Prophet says, or Kamaqala alayhi salatu wasalam, that I've not left you with anything, or I've not indicated anything to you, I've not taught you anything, but that it's going to enter you into Jannah, but that it's going to lead you to Jannah. Which shows you this good. And he says that I've not prohibited, or I've not told you to stay away from stuff, but it's going to lead you to then one of the other points that the author brings of this hadith that we can benefit from is that with regards to killing like I explained earlier he again says that this is the easiest way and the safest way and the least if you want to put it right painful obviously killing is not going to be something nice but it will be the least painful for them and Allah knows best. Then he says also that Islam even speaks about the animals. And this shows you the beauty of Islam. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the understanding. The next hadith. Al-Hadithu Thamina Ashr An Abi Dhar Jundu Bibani Junada وأبي عبد الرحمن معاذ بن جبل رضي الله تعالى عنهما عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اتق الله حيثما كنت وأتبع سيئة الحسنة تمحها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن رواه ترميذي وقال حديث حسن وفي بعد النسخ حسن صحيح so the hadith reads as follows. The hadith is narrated to us by two companions. Number one, Abidhar Jundub ibn Junada and Abdurrahman Muad ibn Jabal. 
Allah be pleased with both of them. They said that the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that be God conscious. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ma kunt. Wherever you are. And follow up a bad deed with a good deed. And be with people. Treat people with good character. This hadith is found in the Jami of Imam At-Tirmidhi. So this hadith, it shows or it teaches the Muslim three things. It teaches him how to be, how to interact with Allah Azza wa Jal. How to be with himself and how to be with fellow human beings. And the first part says, Ittaqillaheithuma kunt. So this is with whom? This is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do you be with, or how is it supposed to be with Allah Azza wa Jal? And the first word that we need to look at is, what is taqwa? So the word taqwa, it comes from the word, yani wiqaya, which means a shield. So in the Arabic language, it means something to protect you from something else. So you're shielding yourself off from whatever it might be. So for example, you have a tent, you in the field, whatever, it starts to rain, or what, wind, or whatever, you have a tent. This is going to shield you off from bad weather. Your house shields you off from bad weather, etc., that could affect you. You go to war, in those years, they used to have a sword, and what used to protect them? They used to have a shield. So this is what it is. In the linguistic sense. As for what does the word taqwa mean in the sharia? Again, it is to ward off. It is a shield, it is a protection for you to ward you from the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or in warding you off from getting yourself involved in things that are not and Ali radiallahu an he explains taqwa beautifully he says at taqwa he says what is taqwa he says that it is khawfu min al jalil it is to fear or to be God conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now some people, they don't like this word fear. They say that you mustn't use the word fear because it makes people scared. But what we understand is that when you say you are God conscious, when you say you are, you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is not fear in a negative connotation. You need to have that type of fear. Because that type of fear of that if I don't do something correct, I might get punished. If I don't do this or I don't do that. For example, ah, we don't have fear in that. Never going to make salah. It's alright, Allah is ghafoorur rahim. Ah, don't worry. Right? That's the one. But also you mustn't have this whole concept of being so scared. Right? You see the difference. That the one side Ah, we don't care. Allah is ghafoorur rahim. He's most forgiving. He's most merciful. It's fine. The other side, everything, you know, you live a life of can't smile, can't do this. You know, Islam is a burden. Islam is all about fear now. That's why the ulama say, al-Muslim or al-Mu'min, yani al-bayn al-khawf wa-raja. That he's between fear and hope. Correct? We fear the adab of Allah and we hope for the mercy of Allah. We're not just worried about the hope and we're not just afraid of the fear. No. So he says that this is taqwa. Al-khawf min al-jalil. 
to have fear of Allah Azza wa Jal. وَالْعَمَلُ بِتَنْزِيلِ And to do actions of that which was revealed. At-Tanzil, that which was sent down. The Quran and the Sunnah. You need to follow this. وَالْرِضَى بِالْقَلِيلِ And to be satisfied with a little. You need to be satisfied with a little, subhanallah. That sometimes we only want a lot in life. We are not satisfied with the little that we have. And now, let's face it, we live in a time where many people have lost jobs. Many people going through pay cuts. Correct? And this subhanallah shows you that part of your taqwa is to be satisfied with a little that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you. وَالْإِسْتِعَدَّادْ لِيَوْمِ الرَّحِيلِ And you need to prepare for what? For يَوْمُ الرَّحِيلِ For that journey. And that journey is that the inevitable. That we are all going to pass away and we're all going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is taqwa. And he says that ittaqullah haythu ma kunt. That fear be God conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salamatullah. Wherever. Whether you, right, wherever you are. So whether you alone, the darkest part of the night, wherever you might find. You know, sometimes people, right, people, they maybe do certain things that's wrong, but they do it alone. Or they do it in, where no one can see them, because then they feel, okay, no one knows that I'm doing wrong. Now, in a way, if you're doing wrong, Try to hide you. Right? There's no doubt. Try to hide your wrong from people. Right? No one needs to know the wrong that you're doing. But also know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he knows exactly what you're doing. So, like they were saying, there was somewhere I read whatever, there was this teacher and she told the class, or he told the class that, you know, there's like these this birds or cat or something like that and you need to go out and you need to kill the cat or kill the bird whatever but you must do it when no one can see you so they went and the one student came back and brought the animal back and said but the teacher said but you didn't kill it so the reply was but wherever I went I realized that Allah is watching me so I couldn't do it so like that that know that and this haythu, right? This is yani fi zaman wa makan. This is in a this for time and for place. So wherever you are going to find yourself, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you in any yani in any place. And at any time, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you. And this is why Allah says, Wa huwa sami'ul basir. That nothing is like unto Allah, but He is the all year, He is the all seen. He knows exactly what we are doing. There's never going to be a moment that we do anything but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. That's one thing. Second thing, there's never going to be a moment that the angels, that they don't write what we are. Doing. Correct? So everything is recorded. Salatullah. Ma yalfidhu min qawlin illa ladayhi raqibun atid. That is not a single word, there's not any word that is uttered but that they are recording it. So be God conscious wherever you are. So wherever it is and whenever. Time and place. This is important.
And follow up a bad deed with a good deed. As Allah says, الحسنات السيئات, That الحسنات, That indeed good deeds that indeed good deeds they wipe out bad deeds and this is only for minor sins as for major sins then you need to follow the conditions of tawbah seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rabbul izzati wal jalal wa khaliqin nasa bikhuluqin hasan and treat people. Be good to people. Treat people well with good character. This is important. The Prophet وسلم, was sent as what? As a mercy to mankind. But also he said that I came to perfect akhlaq. I came to perfect character. Sometimes we subhanallah and it goes to all of us. That we We tend to do what? Yes, maybe we follow certain sunan and we strict on our ibadah that our salah must be like this and you know, no bid'ah, no this, no that. And well, this goes to myself first. But our character, the way we treat people, that's not of the Prophet We speak with slang, we swear, have bad business dealings. Not even leave the business, leave leave that out. Right? Just the way we speak with people, the way we interact with people. That's also sunnah. And the Prophet says treat people well. Remember the hadith that we did last week or the week before? Week before? La yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhi ma yuhibbu li nafsi. That none of you would have true iman. <coughs> your iman is not complete until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Would you love someone to speak bad to you all the time? No. Would you like someone to treat you badly? No. So why do it to others? So treat people? Wow. And this is the three points of this hadith. Number one, the hadith it deals with you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ittaqullah haythu ma kunt. That be God conscious wherever you are. This is between you and Allah. Now this is between you, right? This is now with yourself. That follow up a bad deed with a good deed. And this reminds me Right? Okay, we'll come to this a bit later. Right, follow up. Okay. Yes, yes, sorry, that's in the next hadith. And then the third part, he says, nas hasan. And be good to people and treat people well. So some of the benefits on this hadith that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He first of all is given wasiya, is given advice. Three simple advices the Prophet has given us. But it basically encompasses your whole life. Correct? He commands us to have taqwa. And in every condition, in every state that you are in, in every time frame, and in every place. He tells us to follow up a bad deed with a good deed. He tells us, this teaches us that good deeds it wipes out bad deeds. And also he sallallahu alayhi wasallam he taught us that be good to people. The next hadith, it's a bit of a lengthy hadith. Al-hadith al-tasi ashr. 
the 19th hadith, but a very powerful hadith. A hadith that also, it sums up our situation that we find ourselves in today's time. With this whole COVID-19, Corona, etc. Right, we'll see this hadith puts things into perspective. And Ibn Abbas, or An Abil Abbas, Abdullah Ibn Abbas, Radiyallahu Ta'ala, and Huma Kala, Kuntu Khalfan Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a Yoman, Fakala Liya Hulam, Indi, O Alimuka Kalimat, Ifadillaha Yafalak, Ifadillaha Tajidu Tujahak, Ida Sa'alta Fas Alilla. وَإِذَا اسْتَعَنْتَ فَاسْتَعِنْ بِاللَّهِ وَاعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةَ لَوْ اجْتَمَعَتْ عَلَىٰ أَيْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَكَ وَإِنْ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَيْ يَدُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يَدُرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ Rufi'at al-aqlam wajafat al-suf o wajafat al-suhuf rawahu tirmidhi wa qala hadithun hasanun sahih wa fi riwaya ghayri tirmidhi ihfadillaha tajiduhu amamak ta'arraf ila allahi fi al-rakha'i ya'rifka fi al-shiddati وَعَلَمْ أَنَّمَا أَخْطَاءَكْ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُصِيبَكْ وَمَا أَصَابَكَ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُخْطِئَكْ وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ مَعَ الصَّبْرِ وَأَنَّ الْفَرَجَ مَعَ الْكَرْبِ وَأَنَّ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَ Beautiful hadith. On the authority of Abu Abbas ibn Abdullah ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, we said that one day I was behind the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam riding on the same mount. So either camel or he was, but he was behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he said, Ya Ghulam, O young man. So this shows you that Ibn Abbas, he was not very old at this time, he was young. He said, I shall teach you some words or I shall give you some words of advice. Be mindful of Allah and Allah will protect you. Be mindful of Allah and you will find Him in front of you. And if you ask, then ask of Allah alone. And if you seek assistance and you seek help, seek assistance and help from Allah alone. And know that if the nation were to gather together to benefit you with anything, they would not benefit you except with that which Allah has already prescribed for you. And if they were to gather together to harm you with anything, they would not harm you except with what Allah has already prescribed against you. The pens have been lifted and the pages have dried. In another narration, it says, Be mindful of Allah and you will find Him in front of you. Recognize and acknowledge Allah in times of ease and prosperity and He will remember you in times of adversity. And know that what has passed you by and you have failed to attain it was not going to befall you. And what has befallen you was not going to pass you. And know that victory comes with patience and relief with affliction and hardship with ease. Right, so this hadith, subhanAllah, amazing hadith. Right? And just think of these words that we read, think of these words. And think of the situation that we're in today. Right? This hadith, it... Right? There's something in this hadith for all of us. 
with what currently what's happening or what we are experiencing. Let's break the hadith out. That if you look after the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you follow the deen that Allah wants you and teaches you how to follow. You follow that which He commands you to do. You stay away from that which He tells you to stay away from. This is the protection of the deen. It's the protection of Allah and Allah is going to protect you. He's going to honor you. And then He says, Ihfatillaha tajiduhu tujahak. That know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is in front of you so whatever you're doing know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there إذا سألت فاسأل الله وإذا استعنت فاستعن بالله and when you ask then ask Allah and when you seek assistance, seek assistance from Allah. Right? And this comes down to the verse, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ That ye alone do we worship and ye alone do we seek assistance. And asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is dua. And dua is ibadah. So a Muslim, if he needs assistance, he asks Allah Azza wa Jal. If he needs help, he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does not go to the dead. He does not go to graves or ask walis, etc. He asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who better to ask than the creator of everything? Is there a need to go to ask someone or even via someone? Why risk your iman? Why did you find Rasulullah going through other Ambiya? No. Because he knew. What was Tawheed? And he would ask Allah Azza wa Jal directly. Did you find any of the companions going through the Prophet Sallallahu or going through other Anbiya? You didn't. Because they understood what was Dua. They understood what was Tawheed. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, that adhere to that which benefits you. And and seek assistance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And do not refrain from this. Meaning, don't give up. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Beg from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Cry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's going to time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to assist you. He is going to give you. And then the next part of the hadith, he says, وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةَ That know, take note now, if the whole of the ummah, were to gather and they were going to benefit you but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make it such that is not written for you that you will be benefited then you won't get it and if the whole ummah is against you but Allah has made it such that you are going to get something what's going to happen you are going to get it and know that the pins have been lifted and the pages and the ink are dry. 
So here this teaches us that Allah after seeking assistance with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is or first of all that all our matters is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and la mani'a lima a'ta wa la mu'tiya lima mana' that nothing is kept away what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give you la mani'a lima a'ta nothing can be taken away from you nothing is prevented from you if Allah wants to give you something you will get it وَلَا مُعْتِيَ لِمَا And nothing will be given if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want it to be given to you. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And nothing is free or nothing comes out except that it is the will and the mashia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no slave can benefit or no slave can harm the next person except with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا أَيَّدُرُّهُ بِشَيْءٍ لَمْ يُقَدِّرَهُ اللَّهُ and no harm will happen except with the permission of Allah. وَأَنَّ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ يَقَعُ أَوْ لَا يَقَعُ سَبَقَ بِهِ الْقَضَى وَالْقَدَرِ And nothing will take place or nothing will happen except that it is from the qada and the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why the Prophet says رُفِعَتِ الْأَقْلَامِ وَجَفَّتِ الصُّحُفِ That the pens have been lifted and the pages have been dried. Because everything is recorded in the لوح المحفوظ. Whatever is going to happen? What's going to happen now? What I'm uttering now? What's going to happen tomorrow? It's going to happen next week. This is all recorded in the Lawhin Mahfud. And this is Qada and Qadr. This is the decrees of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then he says Ta'arraf ila Allahi fi rakhai ya'arif o ya'arif kafi that when you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the time of ease and prosperity he will remember you in the times of difficulties and adversity and whomsoever puts their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to open a way. And is going to sustain you in ways that you did not even imagine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says regarding Nabi Yunus. فَلَوْلَا أَنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ Musabbihin that had he been not of those who glorify Allah and remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala la labitha fi batnihi ila yawmi yub'athun then he would have remained in the stomach yani of the whale ila yawmi mub'athun he would remain in the stomach of the whale until the day of resurrection. But he remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And that's why we always say when the goings is good, never forget Allah. But sometimes human nature is such that we only remember Allah when? Times of difficulties, right? This is human nature. That we remember Allah in times of difficulties, but times of ease, and what do we do? Life goes on. And the author here, he brings the example of the three people that were in the cave. And these three people, they landed up in a cave because of severe rain. And whatever happened was that the cave, the entrance of the cave was sealed. And they could not get out. So what do they do? So now they mention things that happened in their life at a time when they were prospering. When things were going good. And the first one he mentions, you know, I had parents, they were very old. And my routine was that every single day, I would go out and I would go chop wood. But when I come back, I would first make sure that my parents eat and drink. And then I see to my family and then the night carries on. But this particular day I was late. So when I came home, my parents were asleep. He said that he waited at the bedside, or basically he waited until the next day. And then he gave them the food or whatever, etc. And he says, oh Allah, if I did this for your sake, then let us get out. And the entrance opens a bit, but still not enough to go through. The second one, he explains, you know, I was a businessman and I hired someone to work and the person didn't take his money. I used that money, I invested it and became, you know, a lot. So one day he came back and I showed him this is all, you know, the farmland, etc. This is all yours. The person basically told him, don't joke with me. He says, no, seriously, this is what happened and this is all for you. Oh Allah, if I did this for your sake, let us out and it moved a bit further. The third one said, he says, you know what, I had a very beautiful cousin. And she, I was wealthy, and she wanted some money from me, etc., etc., a loan and that. And I said, the only way I'm going to give you a loan is that if you come to my house at night and, you know, we do what adults would do. So what happens is that she comes the evening, etc., and that, and she says that do not break the seal, except that it needs to be broken by the rightful except through nikah. And he says that he realizes he feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he didn't and he gave her the money, whatever, just like that. If this was for your sake, oh Allah, and all three of these things is known as tawassul bi amalu saliha. Right? Tawassul with your good deeds and this is allowed and it opened and they were free to go. So you do something, everyone they have a certain thing that is only that they know man. That, you know you have an action that no one knows that you do that's good when you're in times of difficulty you call on that action that Allah if I really did this you know that one day I gave that lady a tender and man, no one knew only I knew and she knew if this is truly for your sake Allah help me and Allah if you are sincere and you did things you will see at times of difficulties because when things were going good and you did things for the sake of Allah that when it's time of difficulties, Allah opens doors for you. Never ever feel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to open a door for you. وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ مَا أَخْطَعَكْ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُصِيبَكْ وَمَا أَصَابَكَ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيُخْتِعَكَ And then he says, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and know that what has passed you by and you have failed to attain was not going to befall you. Whatever has passed you. You know, sometimes you're in business. You're only, if I had so much, man. If I could do that deal. Right? You hear that? Haji, it wasn't meant for you. Right? And if you got it, then it was meant for you. Ah, because of my intelligence. Because I did this. 
This is what Allah has decreed for you. So, you need to still make the effort. You need to work. You need to study. But when you get success, it is because of Allah. And when it didn't manage, happen, then Allah knew it's not going to happen. But you still had to go through that process. And know, Anna nasra sabr. And know that victory, it only comes with patience. And if you don't have sabr, you're never going to be victorious. And this is not just, we're not talking about jihad or war and that. Everything in life. If you don't have patience, you're not going to get the result that you want. وَأَنَّ الْفَرَجَ مَعَ الْكَرْبِ And know that relief with affliction. You need to go through difficulties. This is life. وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرِ and know that with hardship comes ease. That with every difficulty there comes what? There comes ease. And let's look before we end, let's look at some of the lessons that we can derive from this hadith. That if you protect the rights of Allah, you do what you need to do, your sharia, your whatever Allah commands us to do in the sharia, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you. If you remember Allah, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remember you. And know that the abd, know that the slave, he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he seeks assistance from Allah. Also this hadith teaches us iman to believe in qadr. This hadith also teaches us that no slave can benefit you and can harm you except with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This hadith also taught us about sabr. This hadith also taught us about that you're not going to come out of something except that there is going to be some difficulty in life. And know that with every difficulty there is ease. And we're going to end on this hadith. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa tubu ilaik.